All right, welcome in latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And right here's Cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, your old walking cousin? Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Mm. The Grim Reaper's in the house. Yeah. What? What's this? Uh, All right. I don't know where to begin. What's, right. what's with this sweater? Let's get over to Deion Sanders' look here for a second. M-I-Z, that's where it's at. Look at that homemade jersey. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because Mizzou doesn't mess around. They ain't got time for that shit. They ain't got time to go shopping, Mike. The champs are out here beating top 16 teams. They're a duct tape crew. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That, my shirt's not in yet. So this is what I had to do. But I will say, uh, I'm not going to be doom and gloom. I've, I've sulked long enough, Mike. I think I'm coming through. I see the light at the end of the tunnel when I get past these 13 fucking miles I got to do. But after, <laughs> maybe that's the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, is, is me attempting the 13-mile the walk. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough weekend for some. Um, Arkansas fans, again, I apologize. I can't believe I went 0 for 7 on locks. But, my God, if you are not on my bookie right now and fading these picks, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You should be on a yacht somewhere counting your money from all the money I'm making, or I should say all the money I'm losing. So, yeah. Um, and then, of course, my Tennessee balls. I had to retire my Joe Milton Cup. I'm off that wagon, but I'm still Vol, and we're used to losing in the swamp 21 years. So, here's to you, Vol fans. Mm. It was a rough one, Shane. Yeah. It was a rough one. Now people are saying the video's not great. I don't know. There's nothing we can do at this point, Shane. It is what it is. <laughs> <sighs> but, all right, where, I don't even know where to begin, Shane. Where where should we begin? I think we have to start, because people want to know, with the walking, with our, our yeah. guaranteeing Tennessee would win. Yes. Yeah, and let's, let's get that one That out. was That was far from a guarantee, Shane, and I'm, I'm going to give it to Billy Napier and company, 29-16, big win in the swamp. Yeah. Coach of the week, it's got to be Billy Napier, right? I mean, winning, getting yeah. his team ready. They've come so far from week one where they look like the worst team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there was, had only been two teams played, so maybe that was maybe we overreacted <laughs> a little bit there. But uh, a dominant win, winning in the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And uh, Graham Mertz looked great. Trevor Etienne, 172 yards, a touchdown. And I mean, it, it was almost scripted, Shane. The way Tennessee came out, started hot, stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, Florida went up and down the field, but I, I, I believe they missed a field goal. Yeah, Tennessee came out, scored a touchdown right away. Took right. two minutes off the clock. You'd think, my God, I, we this nailed another one. This you know what? It. But that's that was not what the happened. best tweet I sent out. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I don't wish for injuries, but the guy that was was kicking our ass there on their first opening drive was even going to the locker room right after we scored seven. And you're just like. All right, this is it. This is the year. It's the year Tennessee Vols are going to win down in the swamp. And but if you're a Vol fan, like a real Vol fan, 
you you just I can't everybody had to have that feeling, you know? Right. Like this is this we we've seen this story before because we have. There's been a lot of times we've had some good showings down there in Gainesville only to find a way to lose. And it just felt like the the wind came out of our sails right after that right after that touchdown. I don't know. It just the wheels fell off. The defense couldn't get off the field. There was just it, it was tell of two halves. I really do think Banks and Company kind of figured out this defense. Unfortunately, it was too late in the game. Yeah, um, you know it, it, there was no answer for anybody that was moving in motion and uh, a lot of missed tackles and miscues and misplacement and and it just I don't know it, for all the all the compliments that we gave Tennessee's defense the first two weeks. It's like right out the window. And then all the shit we've put on Florida on their offense, you throw that out there with it because say what you want, Mike, they were complete control of that game. And if they wanted to, they could have scored more points in the second half, I think. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, they were saying on the broadcast that uh, Graham Mertz, his his finger was jacked up. And he was bleeding, so he couldn't he couldn't even throw the freaking football. Of course, yeah. We we got a quarterback out there and ain't got a hand, you know what I'm saying? And we still are gonna lose. Nobody is behind Mertz. I mean, I'm sure they've got a, a soul, you know, back there, a warm body to put in. Mm-hmm. They're extremely thin in that position. So that's a little alarming for Florida moving forward. But uh, you know, for what Florida really struggles with. Tennessee wasn't able to attack for some reason. You know, the worry for Gainesville or for the team down there was was competitive depth late in the game, you know. But this defense, man, they you talk about resting. When you keep going three and out, three and out, and three and out, man, these guys, they they are they had plenty of energy to go in the second half. So the only way they didn't have energy was the running backs because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had over 200 yards. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a terrible, terrible performance as a Vol fan. But for Gators, Gators out there, you got me. All right, you got me. All right, and, and I'm not going to lie. At the end, I didn't even care if we won because I didn't. I knew we weren't. I was just hoping, like, we're down there in the red zone, kick a field goal. That's three miles. I don't have to do. You know what I'm saying? I got to that point. Right. Uh, a deal's a deal, and everybody's asking when when you walk. And well, I'm off Tuesday, so Tuesday will be the walking day. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to live stream. Um, Every mile. So, and I'm going to name it 13 reasons we should have won the game. So every mile, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to come out with a new reason as I'm, you know, potentially dead. I don't know. You know, I, I knew Tennessee <laughs> would kill me one day. You know what I'm saying? So I'll notify EMS. Lifestar will be on alert. But I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do my damnedest to fulfill this this debt, this obligation that I that I promised out there. Thirteen freaking miles. So, mm-hmm. so where does this leave us? Uh, let's start, I guess, with Tennessee, Shane. Do you think they need to be going so damn fast if? It doesn't look like they trust Joe Milton to throw the ball. Their offensive line is struggling. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think on the road, you need to not go as fast because communication is an issue. They're leaving their defense out to dry. I think that was the problem with the defense in the first half. I think they were just gassed. Yeah. They were missing tackles left and right at the end of the second quarter. They were just out of juice. They, they charged back up in the in, – you know, halftime and in the second half, they looked a lot better. It's just different. If it's, if Joe Milton is not running an effect, why the hell are we going so fast? Maybe, 
maybe play a little bit of Billy Ball, or is that just completely out of the DNA of Heupel? What, what's your thoughts? No, yeah, that's out of the DNA. There's, there's, that's what this to to make this offense work. You've got to be fast because you're catching the defense off guard. You're catching them out of place. You're, you know, hopefully catching 12, 13 men on the field during a, a quick substitution. That's that's how this is supposed to work and scripted, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. it. It's frustrating when you go three and out, but this is a team that is going to get plenty of opportunities to to score points. So, yeah, one drive, you go three and out. Don't hang your head because the next time you make six plays, find yourself in the end zone. They showed that right there on the on the opening drive. So I'm not I'm not changing this offense because um, to to slow it down for the defense. I think that defeats the purpose. You know, Heupel is very aggressive. So in my mind, you've got four four opportunities to get 10 yards. The problem Tennessee ran into at the start is stupid penalties, false starts, and stu- just stupid shit that lingered around. And next thing you know, you're playing behind the chains. And, you know, it's a little bit tougher to get 15 yards because then if you don't, you're punting. So, I, I you know, I don't know. There's clearly something not working. And, and I don't like to point fingers. I don't like to blame anybody in particular. But – it is kind of funny how this playbook has changed so much from last year to this year. And I think it's based on what they think their quarterback can do. And, you, you know, there was a few downfield throws, but still not that much. You, you think last year with Hendon Hooker, there was several downfield yeah. opportunities. The, it's like the middle of the field was off limits for some reason during a couple of these quarters. It was if it's not a bubble screen over here or a quick draw over, you know, up the gut, it's like there's no other plays. So, you know, I don't know how much that is Hopple's fault, how much is that is, you know, just not trusting Joe or trusting this offensive line, which at times was just god-awful. So, um but I, I say all that to say that we still need to highlight what how, the the game that Florida played, because even when they were out there on offense, man, it's it felt like they were ahead of like you know it's almost like they had first and five every time you know every mm-hmm. time they were moving forward and they had it they had an answer for this defense so Tennessee was just just not prepared. Well, all in the comments, Shane, they're wondering, is it time to bench? Joe Milton for old Nico. What's what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, well, yeah, you know me. You know <laughs> They're already saying cousin Shane. Come on, scholar. I'm on the Nico <laughs> wagon, and and it's not so much that I think he's going to be a better arm, a better playmaker. One thing I can guarantee you though is he's a better runner, and that, I think that's the biggest thing the Vols are missing here is there is no respect for Joe Milton's legs. Yeah. In fact, they made an interesting stat. I don't even know if it's true. It, it sounded so bizarre that I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. The inaccuracy of Joe Milton when he's running, you know, it, it, it's like it, it goes down to like a small percent of completion. So that, that's the problem because if they are loading up on the, on the wide receivers and right up the gut, you know, that was what made Hendon Hooker so special was the ability to say, hey, I don't have it. I'm going to go get it. And next thing you know, he's 15 yards down the field. Moving the chains is very, very important for this offense. You go three and out. To avoid going three and out is maybe you need a game game manager that, back there that can just get you the first down and get some of that pressure off the defense. So, yeah, I'm 
I'm sorry. I gave you a shot, Joe. I drank out of your cup for, <laughs> for two weeks, but I'm, I'm off, man. I want to see. And even if it's not Nico, I just want to see somebody back there that's a playmaker, even though we know it's Nico. I want to see somebody <laughs> back there that's a playmaker with his legs. Yeah. Well, what about this, though, Shane? Because even if it is Nico or whoever, can this offensive line even protect for him? I mean, that's a real question. Where where has this toughness gone on this offensive line? Because it seemed like every rushing yard Tennessee got, it was like they had to earn every damn inch of that. Yeah. The line wasn't playing. I know Cooper Mays didn't play, but that seems like a real issue. Um, I And where are these receivers at? They're supposed to be – you know, we heard so many great things about these receivers. They couldn't get any separation. Uh, it just – it seemed like the whole operation was – I mean, it looked almost like the Austin P game outside of a couple drives. Well, again, they're not on the field that long. So, so when you look at guys like what's his name, Taylor and mm-hmm. Watson, I mean, these are these are big dudes, man. I'm talking just monsters. But how you get those monsters off the field, or how you get them out of the box and defend? I mean, you keep moving the the chains you keep them on the field you keep them moving down the field and you do that guess what those big bastards they ain't so productive anymore but when they just got three downs to stop you mm-hmm. yeah not hard to stop them you know they're leaning forward they're going to kick our offensive line's ass every single time but mm-hmm. you know that the the recipes out there on how to beat tennessee and the I, the, the bad news is it's been out there since week two yeah well shane we got uh we asked callers to to call in and give some reactions we got two real quick (laughs) one florida they're fired up shane they want you out there stepping (laughs) let's kick it over uh to to this first florida fan nikes reebok adidas puma stacy adams harry crocs whatever shoes you gotta wear because it's saying shane get to stepping I said something, or you said something, I don't know, but we spoke in that ball pack tonight, baby. How about them Gators? Buzz Cub, Billy, buzzing all y'all motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Shane, so get to stepping there, saying, but again, you explain. <laughs> You'll do that on your day yeah. off, but I, I mean, we got a million of those online on Twitter. You know what? I, I can't, I couldn't even get online. Like, after <laughs> I, I sent out my Johnny Cash Hurt song, yeah, I was like, you know, I really need to get offline because uh, I will say this there were some pretty creative comments, but also a lot of repetitive ones. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll get off this. We'll do the live video. I'll explain when I'm going to do the walk-in. So, again, that's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people thought, I guess, after that game, I was just going to start, like, you know, uh, Forrest Gump or something. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right. And then this uh, Tennessee fan, he wants to know, are the Vols missing Alex Golish? I mean, I think the biggest question posed at, after halftime is a you know, as a Tennessee fan, is how much do they really miss Alex Golish? How much do we really miss Alex Golish? You know, I mean, obviously Florida's outmanned, outphysical the team. I mean, as a whole, obviously, but with the play calling, how much do we miss Alex Golish? And it really was a little out of character the way that Josh Heifel just played the end of the half. Why do you run the clock down? Why do you run the clock down and take a time out there at midfield? And you know, when you got the strongest arm in football, I'm just really, really. Um, concern as to why they're kind of keeping Joe Milton at bay in that situation. I mean, that's what you have him for. That's what he's the best for. So, I mean, you know, I'll turn that over to you guys. All right, Shane. So what, what's your thoughts on that? Tennessee missing offensive coordinator Alex Golish? 
Well, it's hard to watch a game like out, which we're going to get to Alabama and say, that's not part of the problem. You know, um, it's, it's just, it's frustrating when you're, when you got to watch it last year and this year, it's clearly two different products that they're, that we're seeing on this field. We had our hopes up that that was going to be a continuation. And I don't want to put all the pressure on Joe Milton. Okay. These receivers got no separation. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't, you could tell there is a noticeable difference in speed this year than last. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe that's part of the problem. Now we got some big dudes out there. I thought Thornton looked good at times and I thought, you know, uh, Brew looked good at times, but you know, Squirrel was the only speed that was out there, and and he can only do so much. He's so tiny. So, right. Um, I don't know, man. I again, Tennessee's got a lot of problems, and I just think that Florida has figured it out. You know, from from what they've done from week one to week three is that's coaching, man. I, I mean, say what you want. That's just straight up good football coaching there. Right. So uh, let me ask you this too, because I wanted to I wanted to do this for all three SEC games we got this week. Who did we learn more about? And it could, you don't have to agree with me at all. Did we learn more about Tennessee in this matchup? Did we learn more about Florida in this matchup? And to me, Shane, I I think I have to go Tennessee because I thought Tennessee was a hell of a lot better than what they showed uh, heading in. I know they sucked during Austin P two, but I. You know, I thought that was kind of a look-ahead trap game. But, again, they got dominated on line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Joe Milton, it doesn't seem like they trust him. The defense, I thought, was great. They sure as hell weren't great all Saturday. Yeah. You know, maybe it was the environment, but Florida physically whipped them on the line of scrimmage. The receivers did not look didn't look like they have a single difference maker. So, to me, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm sure the comments are going to light up. Well, can't give – Florida credit for nothing. I get it. But to me, I, I learned more about Tennessee. Be, I don't want to – I mean, fraud is a strong word, but, I mean, they were a fraud on Saturday night. So, to me, I learned more about Tennessee. What about you, Tennessee, or did you learn more about Florida bouncing back in a huge way from just two weeks ago looking like a national laughingstock? Yeah. Well, that's a good good question, and, and I think I'm going to lean more toward Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, yeah, get them on me. Get them on me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you hate them so bad. You know, I'm the one that's walking 13 miles, Mike. But I'll, I'll say this, brother. There was there was an identity problem with Florida week one. Yeah, there wasn't in week two. There mm-hmm. definitely wasn't in week three. This is a running team, mm-hmm. and they are going to run through you, around you. They're going to find ways to orchestrate rushing rushing yards. And that has freed up Mertz to make some of those plays. We don't need Mertz to come out here and do like he did with Utah and throw 95% of the time. That's that's not the in the DNA of this team. Yeah. But once they get some downfield running, watch out. My only concern with the Gators is the is the depth. What does it look like later in the season? But you gotta also remember this is a young team. And a young team is going to grow throughout the season, and I think we already see some of that. So, um, yeah, I think I think Florida is definitely going to a bowl. People weren't thinking they were uh, week one, yeah. and remember the over openers five and a half, dude. They didn't just they didn't just win against a number eleven. Are we eleven? Were we eleven? Yeah, not eleven <laughs> team in the country. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They they kicked their ass and. So why why would you think that looking at their schedule they can't do that to any of the other teams that are on that that one you know so right yeah I, I'm I'm back on the the Florida bandwagon and, and I hate to say it because 
it's been nice them being down there, but but you can't count these boys out anymore. Right. Well, Shade, uh, I, I hate we could talk Tennessee losing all night here, no, but, I know. but we got I a know. bunch of Mizzou fans in the comments, Hell Shade. Yeah. I thought that was the game of the day. I know it was not an SEC. We, we want to get to all these SEC games. We'll get to them in a minute. But Missouri, Shane, 30, Kansas State, 27 in a, in a back-and-forth game. It was a hell of a, a game. And special teams player of the week, we got to give it to Harrison Mevis, 61-yard field goal, the longest field goal in SEC history. Bails out Coach Drake. But uh, Brady Cook, too, he had a hell of a performance. Luther Burden, he looks like the most gifted oh, receiver yeah. in the country. Uh, and, and this is Shane. Look at some of these stats. Kansas State won the rushing advantage big time. Yeah. 138 to 74 in the red zone. Something I love to point out. Kansas State was better. Four for four, 24 points. Mizzou, three of three for 13 points. Third down, Kansas State, eight of 17. Missouri, three of 13. So I'm not sitting here saying Missouri is lucky because I, I would never say that. Yeah. I think they are who you said they were. But I think the point is it's very difficult to win a ball game. When you're behind in some of these key metrics, yet Missouri found a way to do it at home. Biggest win of the Drinkowitz era. Cred, all the credit in the world to, to Brady Cook, who yeah. the fans booed, and, <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute. Drink was pissed as hell. The thicker kicker, Luther Burden, everything's coming together. And credit to you, brother, for uh, being among those that, that saw it when no one else did. Absolutely. Congratulations, guys. What is it, number 16 they take down here? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I shit on Kansas State. Kansas State's a pretty good program. I like this quarterback. Yeah. This may be one of the best quarterbacks they face all year long. Uh, tr tremendous athlete. But this defense did exactly what we what we needed to. They they slowed them down just enough. And they, you, I think that was a part that was frustrating was for me was the creative play calling I saw from Kansas State, and why weren't we getting that from Mizzou at times? Brady put it on his shoulders. He went out there, and, I mean, he laid it on the line. Yeah. Um, I, I've, you know, I didn't hear the boos. I, I've talked to people that were at the game, didn't hear the boos, so I don't know. I don't know if that was there. You know, drink comes out and whatever. You know, I, I again, I you, you – there's some things you need to say to a fan base and some things you don't, you know, and, right. and, and you're going to play a video here in a minute. And I just, I, I don't really agree with it because who gives a shit, you know, it's already been done. Let's celebrate the big victory you just had over a top 16 team in the country. Um, let's, let's, let, let's celebrate, you know, let's don't, because you were this close drink was this close to being fired. You know, that, that, that say what you want, the delay of game right before this kick was was almost the nail in the coffin. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and we got people in the comments. They were like, "Oh, we were booing." <laughs> well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But but you weren't at the end of the game. Right, you know, right. as as we're storming the field, that's what you needed. You got to have more games like this. Signature wins. You're three and zero. You'll be a top. Are they top twenty five this year or this week? No, not well, that's but they should be. They should be, and they will be if they keep it up. The thicker kicker, I'm back on his wagon. You know, it's so funny because 35 yard field goal. I'm more worried about him kicking a 35 yard field goal than I am him <laughs> a 61. You know, uh, but there was no doubt in my mind he was going to make that, and it was a hell of a game. I was just, I wish we could have been there to experience it. Yeah, and so let's kick it over to that real quick. Uh, oh, Eli, after the game, he was none too happy. I'm gonna say it. It pissed me off when we booed our starting quarterback to start the game. That pissed me off. 
And he went out there and played his butt off for this university and this team. They need to get behind him. We need to get behind the young man. You want to boo me? Fine. You don't boo the starting quarterback. It's bull crap. I'll say it again. Should never happen. All right, Shane. So <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. That's the that's the number one comment. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I again, maybe right after your biggest win of your, it, I just think it that was like him getting. You know, he he had this this uh you know monkey off his getting it off his chest so to speak that you know because people were saying you're out hottest seat fans out on him and not only him but brady who's his chosen son apparently and all this so i i get it i get the frustration but i think you're right i think i think maybe you come out and if you're really that pissed off about it just come out and be like you know some of you were not this was not your guy, but I hope he's your guy now. Something like that. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Rather than just passion the fans. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Eli works for these fans. Right. The fans don't work for him. So who gives a shit what he thinks or feels? You know, the feelings doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is victories. And you just got one over a top 20 team. Yep. So just keep doing that and there'll be less booze in your stadium. Yeah. And Shane, we also got uh, more calls. I'm, I'm well, we got the uh, – we, let's do the radio call, should we? Yeah, yeah. The radio call of Harrison Mevis, the Mizzou official radio, calling the game-winning field goal. 61-yard attempt from Harrison Mevis just to the right of the left hash. Out of the hole to Luke Bauer with three seconds to play in regulation, tied at 27. Good snap, good place. Kick is up. It is – all right Shane so I mean we were just joking there get to relive that I mean that was the moment the SEC Mazus has saved well I don't I don't know if you can save the SEC's reputation at this point in time, but they're doing their part to beat a, a ranked team, Kansas State. Uh, and here's one thing that I want to see, Shane. I want to see let's, – let's pull up their schedule here, uh, Mizzou. Every game, I want to see that kind of fan showing. Yeah. You know, I, we, we don't always get that. And we got our next home game. You know, we got Memphis and St. Louis, but the next home game at Vanderbilt and then home – for LSU, that's the one these fans have got circled for literally for six months. They've been telling us, can we get game day? You know, LSU, now all of a sudden that looks like a formidable game. If you're going to beat LSU, these fans have got to show up. They've got to, you know, go out of their mind like the rest of the SEC does for, for their teams during a big game. That's that's huge. It's going to, the, the, the team needs the fans in this LSU game, don't you think? Yeah. And, and I felt like, I felt like we were here. You know, I felt like there, there there was a lot of emotion. Now, there was a lot of Kansas State fans that snuck in there somehow. Right. So we can't let – you can't be selling them tickets. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, <laughs> especially home field advantage. But but you're right. Uh, this team is is on the right path. They got two – I don't want to say – never. there's no more cupcakes. You know, Vanderbilt, say what you want. That you could lose to them. Memphis, you could lose to them. But mm-hmm. you could also come out here and you could kick their ass. And then all of a sudden you're 5-0 and oh, – 
going into LSU game, I mean, you want to talk about all, everybody looking at you again? That's yeah. what you're doing. So don't, 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 you can't, we're not there. We haven't arrived. I think that's what needs to be the, the message during practice is because there's always that natural letdown after games like this. And you look at drinks history. This is what we lose some of these games. So right. can't do that. This isn't that, this isn't two years ago. This isn't last year. This is a program that is, that's got some great things ahead of them. So keep, keep the foot down on the gas, man. And I would say this, Shane, I mean, yes, Missouri should be ranked. I think it's stupid that they're not. I called for them to be ranked the moment they won that game. But I bet you Eli loves that they're not. I'm sure. I'm so sure that he does, yeah. Another disrespect. They're, Absolutely. They ain't going to rank you over this. They're not going to rank you for wins over Memphis and Vanderbilt. So they yeah. may they may even be rank, unranked when they play. Now, they shouldn't be. But if they keep winning, especially if they're, cl- they're not dominating those games or what have you, they may not be un- ranked when LSU mm-hmm. comes to town. And LSU will be top ten. I mean – that sets up perfectly, I think, <laughs> if you're trying to up, do an upset special. You know, absolutely, what? absolutely. That, they'll be right, man. They'll be they'll be top twenty five <laughs> next week. What if they win the SEC and they're not ranked, Shane? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 like they hate Mizzou that bad, yeah, you know, yeah. or us since we've promoted them so well. But no, I'm I'm all in on Mizzou, and and like I said, I apologize, but. You know what? I kind of like this look, Mike. You know, this may be the next big thing. <laughs> and uh, like I said, we got some. Uh, we asked for fan calls, reactions. We got two great ones from Missouri. Shane is apparently in, in one of y'all's wills now. So let's kick over. To, these are two calls put together. How about that fat kicker, cousin Shane? How about him? Hey, when the when the Vols come down to Columbia. Uh, let's touch base, man. Let's get you set up with a thicker kicker burger at Big 12 Barn Grill and a fucking ice cold pitcher of beer, baby. M-I-Z. Hey, cousin Mike, cousin Shane, this is Uncle Jerry calling you. Just finished watching that Mizzou game, and Harrison Mevis may have just saved Drinkwitz's butt right after that dumb, dumb, dumb delay of penalty. That's just, there's no excuse for that, but Man, it was a great game, and Mevis deserves some credit, and Brady Cook was awesome today. you got to give that kid a lot of credit as well, and we'll talk to you guys later. Oh, 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 oh. Come on now. So what, hey, how, did you ever think we started this show? I mean, I know they're joking, but we're getting you're in someone's will? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not, and that's awesome. I, I, I will say, you know, because a lot of people didn't believe in Mizzou, there's, there's, I mean, obviously they do now, yeah. you know, um, I saw a couple of, you know, big media personalities make their way out there, uh, this week, you know, they, nobody was doing that week one. Nobody was saying anything good about this team. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's why I, you know, I joked about the, the duct tape. That's just kind of who they are. You know, they are just, right. they don't, they're, they're not the flashy teams. They're not going out here and and look at me and look what I did and stuff like that. They're just going out there and they're winning football games. Now, is it ugly and sloppy at times? Absolutely, but it does not matter, Mike, because there's a lot of teams in the SEC that would kill to be 3 and 0 right now and they're not. Yep. So, yeah, this is a it's like it's like a proud dad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I saw potential all the time, you know. They said I wasn't going to be an astronaut. Look at me now. <laughs> all right, so uh, Shane, back to uh, conference play georgia beat south carolina 24 mm. 14 this was actually a hell of a game yeah gamecocks come right out 
score on the opening possession. Unfortunately, Juice Wells injured, broken bone in his foot. Uh, they scored again right before halftime to make it 14-3. to Georgia looking sloppy. Mm-hmm. Georgia looking – I don't want to say disinterested. I think South Carolina went out there and, and kind of took it from them. Spencer Rattler, I'll say it now, and uh, you know, fans have been calling me out on it, and they're absolutely right. He's the best quarterback in the SEC and, yep. uh, right now this season. And his final, uh, you know, so stupid, Shane. I, I, you know, people saying, "Well, my God, he one touchdown, two interceptions. He, what are you? Yeah. Well, he's got no help. He's they got no running game. Yeah, they were playing from behind in the second half. So yeah, the final stats may not look pretty, but if you're just looking at that, you didn't watch the damn game. Spencer Rattler is he's putting that damn team on his back. Yeah, and he damn near carried him at least for a half to an upset of the number one team in the country on the road, outclassed the Georgia Bulldogs for a half. Now. Georgia, second half, 21-0, yeah. dominated the football game. Significantly better team, better roster. So uh, th- that's true. Carson Beck, you know, this. I think this is – Kirby would have never wanted his team to get down, but I don't think he's upset that they yeah. did and that Carson Beck had to prove something. And he went 27-35 for 269 yards, no interceptions. That's the critical point there. Manu- manufacturing the offense – um, I heard. I didn't realize this, but Mike Griffiths has been saying Brock Bowers. He's hurt. He's he's hurt. He probably shouldn't be playing. He says he's that hurt. Oh, Yet wow. he's out there. Uh, Lad McConkey's obviously out. They've been banged up at running back. Yeah. So they've they've got players missing in the yeah. lineup. So I I get all that. So we got a Mims going Mims down. Mims. Yeah. yeah, he may be out for a significant portion. But again, this this is a this is a team that woke up in the second half. Looked like the number one team in the nation in the second half. Didn't look like it in the first half, and I don't think they look like it all year. But maybe, maybe, maybe this was the wake up call they needed. What was your thoughts on on Georgia beating South Carolina by ten? And remember, they were a what twenty seven yeah, point yeah. favorite. Lock well, of the week, by the way. Uh oh, got it right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, man. It, it kind of surprised me. I think it surprised everybody. Maybe other than Spencer's parents or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I never thought that this would be close at all you know what i'm saying yeah like i i I, but he had full control you know lord knows what happened if juice stayed healthy you know uh or uh, legat you were talking about uh burden i i literally think he i honestly i think he is if not i mean there's neighbors there's burden those i would say those two but legat is number three in that or he's in that mix you could even make an argument he's the best receiver in the country he's just he's just that damn good and Spencer is dialed in, and and it sucks because you look at South Carolina teams in the past, and it's like, man, you'd kill for a Lattimore right now, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or just some sort of game changer back there in the backfield. They just don't have that, and that's why all the pressure is on Spencer Rattler. This offensive line, you know, they just played the best defense that they're probably going to see this entire year, and they mm-hmm. did pretty good, pretty damn good, man. Yeah, but again. The reason that Kirby is so good is not only can he recruit, but he can coach. And the halftime adjustments he was able to make is why he's one of the best and will always be the best in the in the business, man. Georgia came out like a, like a totally different – I would love nothing more than have the audio tape of that halftime speech because I'm sure it wasn't butterflies and rainbows, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was some ass chewing going on, and those boys came out like their hair was on fire and reminded everybody real quick on why they are going to be national champ, maybe third, three-time national champs. Yeah. 
Well, all right. So let me ask you the same thing. I, again, I w- wanted to do this for all the SEC games. Who do we learn more about in this matchup? South Carolina. Everybody's talking about how bad they sucked after the week one. Uh, no offensive. I mean, how, how many times do we hear, well, Spencer Rattler, he's going to get killed. He's going to be playing on his back. Well, he he was, he damn, to me, looked like a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Playing against Georgia. Absolutely. So that all went out the window. Uh, you know, Beamer ball, make, everybody likes to make fun of Beamer that doesn't like him. Uh, he he outcoached Kirby for a half of football. So did you learn more about South Carolina? And all of a sudden, you look at South Carolina's schedule. I mean, again, you, you said it brilliantly there. That's the toughest defense they're going to face. That's mm-hmm. the toughest game at, in Athens. I mean, they got Mississippi State next. We'll get to yeah. them. But, I mean, surely to God they can beat them. Tennessee doesn't look as formidable. You get Florida at home. I mean, and, and the, the complete second half, aside from – at Mizzou and at A&M, which they could win. I'm not saying they can't win those games, but, the, I mean, many, many winnable games here. South Carolina could go on a real run, or did you learn more about Georgia, who woke up, looked dominant in the second half, starting to get a couple pieces back. We got to finally see Carson Beck in some meaningful action that, that really can kind of show us who he is as a starting quarterback. Who did you learn more in this 24-14 to game, Georgia or South Carolina? I think South Carolina. Um, I want to say Georgia, obviously, just because of how they turned it on in the second half. But it's almost like that's a system, you know. And and we put in a few pieces here and there. And, you know, we've got some injuries, but we'll work it out. Georgia's going to be fine. South Carolina, on the other hand, went to Athens and almost – I mean, you said it before we got on air, man. If that game would have been in Columbia, Mm -hmm. you know, we may have had a different outcome. So – right. I. I'm because I immediately erased the schedule after this game. I I was one of those that said they, they they're probably going to lose Mississippi State. They're going to get their asses handed to them by the Tennessee Volunteers. Florida probably going to get their you know. It, it, so I just after, that's the that's the mentality I had. But after Furman, after this game, as long as Spencer's healthy, and that's health is the biggest concern for me because the pieces they do have, they cannot afford to lose any more. But as long as they can keep those guys healthy, South Carolina is going to win a lot of football games this year, Mike. So I learned more from the Gamecocks than I did Georgia. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just, no that, that's, that's a fine answer, Shane. But I'm going Georgia because, again, I, their fans are all over me because I'm saying they're not number one in the country. Mm-hmm. They've not earned that. But they sure as hell look like it in the second half. Yeah. And maybe that'll wake them up and they'll just steamroll everybody. Uh, I mean, oh, of course, these Florida fans now they're getting spicy. They're like, I think we can take down <laughs> Georgia. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think we learned a little bit more about Georgia. But yeah, I can't disagree with anything you just said. I mean, I, I think, and hey, credit, you know, we've been making fun of Beamer for his damn hot dog, corn dog, whatever, yeah. the, whatever he was chili saying. dog, chili, chili dog <laughs> comments. But he was right when he said, "Hey, get your shots in." Yeah, because this offensive line is going to play better, and not like they were incredible. They still can't run the ball because well, they don't have a. They they just they can't. But uh, Spencer Rattler didn't get killed either. Yeah. So I mean, they're getting a little bit better. Playmakers are emerging. Defense looking more stout. So yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, there's no wrong answer here. But to me, I think it's Georgia. If they continue to play like they played in the second half. They will win another national championship because yeah. I, I don't think anyone can play with that team when they're engaged and they're locked in. And again, they're missing several key players. Now, I I hate when people say that, yeah, because they just 
It's like we just assume that these are like robots or something, and they're yeah. just like, oh, we just put them back on the field. They're good. <laughs> no, players get banged up. Yeah. The nagging things become season-long things. And and if you get a guy and he's only 70% healthy and he's out there, that's not the same player as him at right. 100% and, and so on. So we can't just assume that they'll, they'll get these guys back and they'll be locked in and ready to go. But if they can get them there, and I assume that's that's the whole point of them sitting out, you know, they feel like they can win these games without these guys. Maybe after Saturday, they're saying, oh, maybe not, you know, because yeah. they while it's true, South Carolina is not going to face a better defense than, than Georgia. Yeah. I think Georgia is going to face much tougher tests than South Carolina. Yeah. They may not face a better quarterback, but I think they'll face tougher overall tests at some point this yeah, season. I agree. I, I agree with that. And again, you know, one of the, the things we we're talking about is comparing these two teams. I will say with these teams compared to the rest of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Further along than eighty percent of them, you yep. know. So these 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 two teams are they're they're on track, and if they can continue that, yeah, a lot of lot of wins coming from both of them. All right, Shane. How about uh, the, the other SEC matchup here? LSU just dog whips Mississippi yes. State forty one to fourteen in Starkville. Yeah, SEC Nation. This was a big time game here that uh, dogs were hoping this would be their coming out party. I'm giving offensive player of the week, co players of the week. I couldn't decide between them, Shane. Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Jaden Daniels, 30 of 34, mm-hmm. 361 passing yards, two touchdowns. He started, Shane, 21 of 22, like looking like Aaron Rodgers out there. But Malik Neighbors was just as good, just, he was unguardable. 13 catches, 239 yards, two touchdowns, and they basically just stopped throwing it to him after the first half because they're like, we got we got to let other players score. You know, we got to let these other guys get touches. So uh, just a masterful performance. This is the LSU we, I thought we were getting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they didn't, didn't necessarily show that in the opener, but that's all right. I, I said I was back on the bandwagon, Yeah, and I'm hitting the panic button. I mean, maybe it's a little early, but I'm hitting the panic button for Mississippi State, Shane. Will Rogers, 11 of 28, 103 passing yards, lowest of his career. And he just, I mean, I said the same thing on the on the show leading up to this game, but he does not look comfortable. No, It does not look like this offense suits him. It does not look like he's on the same page with the coordinators or, or hell, hardly any of the players on there. So, again, the season's not over, but I, I figured if LSU could lock down Mississippi State's running attack, they would have no prayer in this game. Yeah. And I didn't realize the defense was just going to, you know, we were talking. Who Remember on our mailbag show, we said, hell, top three defenses in the SEC. I threw Mississippi State in there. <laughs> sure as hell don't look like it at this point in time. But uh, maybe that's, again, a credit to LSU more than anything. But just just a shellacking here. And again, we'll get to Alabama in a minute. All of a sudden, it's not crazy anymore to say LSU looks like the team to beat in the West. Uh, that may be looking ahead a little too much, but thoughts on this one, LSU 41, Mississippi State 14. Well, LSU is back, you know, yeah. and they didn't stop. They, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was almost like they were taking out their Florida State frustration on Mississippi State. And I don't know if it's the colors or they had flashbacks or something like that, but Mississippi State had no offense. And it, it was almost, it was, it was a tough watch, man. I mean, yeah. seriously, is when they were on the field, it was a tough watch. N- barely over 100 yards passing, mm-hmm. barely over 100 yards rushing. You know, the running back. So it's just 
you can't win. They're not going to be able to win any games playing that way. And I and I told you last week, it felt like they were playing scared. It felt like they're playing more scared this week. Um, kudos to LSU coming out here, not just opening up with Daniels, but the defense, especially. You know, moving Perkins around. You know, he was again a factor. Love love seeing that living in the backfield. I think he had a sack or two. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple tackles for losses. He was he was a a, a terror again, and that's what LSU needed week one. So it, it's all aspects. LSU's back, and they really can compete for the West Championship. We said last last week we didn't know. You know who who's going to be the team. This this is the team right now, Mike. Uh, LSU's right there on top of the list, but Mississippi State. I don't know. I, I don't know if there is an answer. You know, like, do you turn from Will Rogers? Do you throw Mike right in there? Do you? Uh, do you, because clearly it's not working. And you know that that old saying, definition and Sandy's doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And that feels like that's what we've seen three weeks in a row now. Yeah. Well, we got a comment here from uh, Zach Arnett, Shane, Mississippi State head coach, of course, after the ball game, humbled. He's putting it putting it subtly here. Let's let's kick it over to him. Uh, was a, that was as bad of a defeat as you could have, right? Credit to Coach Kelly, his staff, their players. They came out better prepared. Uh, they played faster right from the jump, and uh, they dominated that football game. So uh, I've done a very poor job uh, in my evaluation of where we're at as a football team. And we we have to decide how we want to respond to this, right? Because obviously you got two ways you respond to a defeat like this, and we're either going to do the hard things and the necessary things in order to get better, or we're not, and losing like this becomes commonplace. So we have decisions to make, right? As coaches, as players, everyone in our program, we got decisions to make how we're going to respond to this. I mean, it's like he was reading from your notes there, Shane. You know what? But I mean, it's true. I mean, that's this is this is something every SEC coach has got to go through. Yeah. And I don't want to mention any names, Shane, because I don't I don't think that's right because it was told to us in in confidence. But there were people at media days that said this guy ain't gonna make it. Yeah. I mean, they told us that, and I'm not saying that that's what I mean. We, <laughs> there were there were fans calling for this man's job at halftime. Right. He was undefeated as Mississippi yeah. State head coach. Yeah. I, I get it. Small sample size, but you know this this is he, he's 100 percent right. I mean, things have to change in a hurry. Otherwise, uh, yeah, the fans will turn on him. And and you know, I'm not near close to that because there's a hill, there's a seat. I think it's again. Let's go back to. Who, who does this tell us more about, LSU or Mississippi State? I think it tells us more about LSU being dominant. I don't know that Mississippi State is going to face a better team than LSU. So this tells me more about LSU being who I thought they were. And I, I thought they'd dominate this game. Who did you learn more about, LSU or Mississippi State in this ballgame? Um, I would say LSU. I'm going to go with you there. I, I, again, we thought this was a championship S team yeah. coming into the season. We we kind of got off that wagon after that Florida State game, but we're back on it. You know, just like last year, it was a rough start, but again, the wheels are moving and you're hitting it right at the right time when you're hitting that SEC schedule. So they're they're there. I, I'm I am worried about Mississippi State. Um and let me ask you, both fan bases, Mississippi State, Tennessee, who should be more worried after week three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I believe that's a tough one. <laughs> the expectations are a little higher in Knoxville sure. than they are at Mississippi State, so I, you, that would lessen the load there for Arnett. But again, first time coach, you know, 
say what you want. Maybe they made a mistake in their offensive coordinator hire here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 going to be some fingers being pointed down there. But um, coming in, going into week four, moving forward, which team has more pressure? More pressure, Tennessee. I think easily, yeah. but I think I'd be more concerned if I'm Mississippi State because we don't know about any of these guys. Yeah, and we've got. You know, many of them were saying we got the most accomplished quarterback in SEC, and I mean he he looks awful. Yeah, let's just call it what it yeah. is. Whereas Tennessee, I mean, I to this point, I know it's true. I mean, Tennessee got out coached. They 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 just looked awful yesterday. Yeah, let's let's not sugarcoat that. But we've seen enough from Hypo to know he's an elite coach. Yeah, I mean that that is that goes without saying. Now he's not been so far this year, but I I think. And the talent is a lot better at Tennessee. Get the home games are crucial. Let me. So I mean, they're not. They're they're probably not going to beat Georgia. I'm. I'm yeah. I mean, people are just going mad. I'm even suggesting this, Shane. But if Tennessee beats Georgia, you know, crazy night, things break right. I mean, does anyone give a shit that they lost to Florida? I mean, you'll still no, be upset, yeah. but you'll be all aboard. Right. Yeah. Is Mississippi State going to beat Bama? I mean, hell, they might. Bama's pretty bad, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Tennessee Tennessee can overcome this, if that right. makes sense. I don't know at this point in time if Mississippi State can overcome this. And, again, I think they just played the best team they're going to play. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it could have been about 70-0. Yeah. to zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it looked like the best versus the worst in the West to me, uh, whereas Tennessee, I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I just have – we've seen more from Heupel. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question well, right. but – yeah, I I'm got trying. You. I'm I trying here. I'm trying to look for that you're, silver you're, lining. You're looking for it, man. You're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come up for air, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Shane, before we move on, we got to let the audience know. We're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that SEC, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C, and they're willing to give you an instant 50% initial deposit bonus over at mybookie.ag today. This is the number one way to help the podcast grow, help the podcast stay independent. Please, please, please sign up for mybookie.ag today. Uh, my goodness, folks. We're printing I've, money, man. Yeah, all you got to do, <laughs> fade our picks. You'll be rich as hell. Just And again, put in that promo code, that SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 50%. I moved all the way to the to the sticks out here in Tennessee just to help his show. All the least you could do is throw a hundred bucks on a my bookie. And hell, they'll give you a fifty more if you just mm-hmm. put in a hundred. So again, head on over to mybookie.ag today. Link in the show notes. Promo code that SEC. We're also brought to you by Game Time Sidekick Shane. Even though Shane's out on Joe Milton in the game time, he's not out on game time. He head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com, put in that promo SEC at the checkout. They'll give you 20% off your entire order, and we cannot recommend Game Time Sidekicks enough. This is a small business here out of Tennessee, but it's a Florida fan. I, I'm surprised he hadn't hit us up yet, Shane. Let us, <laughs> he's probably He knows we ain't going to answer an email on, on today, but uh, head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com today. Promo code SEC, the entire SEC represented at Game Time Sidekicks. And prize picks, don't forget, Shane, hey, Two out of three. Once again, I'm on a streak over at Prize we'll Picks. It. Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Same promo, SEC. They'll give you a, an instant 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks over at PrizePicks.com. Went two for three. 
That's another thing I love about prize picks. You go two for three, you get your money back. You hit three for three, it's a big time winner. So I'll I'll take that after the week I've had here. Two for three over at Prize Picks. Again, promo code SEC over at PrizePicks.com. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch. 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co. And use promo code that SEC T H A T S E C for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game time is the place for the last minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that SEC for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for twenty bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Shane. Next on a docket. Oh, I've been wanting to get to this one, Shane. Alabama, the decaying <laughs> dynasty. Woo. I've got just about everything wrong, Shane. But I got this one right. <laughs> I mean, they just they're god awful, Shane. Oh, buddy. They they threw in Tyler Buckner last minute. He I I I told Paul Feinbaum SEC media, he said, What's the record gonna be if they have Buckner? I said eight and four. I think I overshot it, Shane. I mean, they might be seven <laughs> and five with that guy. They had to pull his ass. Ty Simpson didn't look any better. No. The guy we didn't see was Jalen Milrow, who I get it, had down moments against Texas. Let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. But my God, he looks like a Heisman candidate compared to these other guys. <laughs> How can you just go back? I, You know, you're just yanking guys. This, this is just absolute travesty. Uh, Tommy Reese is, is who I thought he was. Alabama looks like, hell, they may lose to Ole Miss at home. And I don't yeah. think that's going to surprise anybody. If that happens, how fast the dynasty has has eroded here, and I and I realize we we shouldn't bury them yet because they can make adjustments. But Shane, this South Florida they beat South Florida seventeen three. Mm-hmm. One of the touchdowns was in the final minute of the game, right? So it was ten to three essentially. Yeah. South Florida Shane was is four and twenty nine in their last thirty three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the 111th scoring defense in the country. They look like the damn 85 Chicago Bears. <laughs> I mean, this is awful, Shane. A- Alabama's out of the top 10. They've yeah. been in the top 10 128 straight weeks since September 2015. Alabama's been in the AP poll top 10. They ain't in it. They, they shouldn't even be ranked. This is a garbage team right now. I think Texas broke them. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is left to say. 
you take you take that one forty five yarder out. They got fifty yards combined. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was it was a tough watch. I mean, it really was a tough watch. I don't know what's going on with the cameras uh, or whatnot, but you know, obviously we had some storms and stuff down there. But there's no excuse. This is Alabama. This is quote unquote the best team in the SEC for how many years? You know, uh, depends on you ask. Obviously, Georgia, calm down. Yeah. But I, but again, it has that stigma. And then you go to a place like South Florida, and you're fighting for your life in the fourth quarter. It's uh, yeah, uh, it's over, man. I'm with you. I, I, you know, at first it was a joke, and and we kind of laughed it off. But I don't know. I I don't I. They don't have a quarterback, Mike. And right. short of them just going back to to Miller, and maybe that's what they do, and and open up the running game. You remember uh, what was it, two thousand nineteen, Kentucky Wildcats with uh, Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden. I mean, it, it may be a version of that, but at least that can get you to ten wins. I think you know that's. Path- I mean, that's pathetic. But, but that's you might be at. right. Yeah, but that's pathetic. Shout out Peggy, fan of the show, Shane. She says, and I'm, I think you'll agree with this. Alabama's in worse shape than Tennessee. That's the only thing that makes her feel better today. <laughs> You're in worse shape than I am. <laughs> but I mean, let's so let's pull up the schedule real quick. And again, maybe Alabama will bounce back. Maybe. I mean, that's that's questionable. But but, but don't you feel like they will? Like, doesn't this feel kind of like no, wait, no, no? This is Ole Miss at home. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, they have to rally immediately. Yeah. They may not, but they have to. At Mississippi State, I mean, they should beat them. At A&M, though, <sighs> Arkansas at home, mm-hmm. Tennessee at home, LSU at home, at Kentucky. This is a, you know, that, that's a that's a stretch Alabama fans say, well, if we had six <laughs> turnovers, maybe we'll lose one of them. Mm-hmm. Now I think, you know, if you're being honest with yourself, you're saying, hell, we if we're lucky, we'll go five hundred through this yeah. stretch. And and that's just I mean, it, it is what it is. It's pathetic. No, it really is. And and this isn't yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I, I'm lost to words. I was watching the game. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know? Right. And 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 the this thing, I didn't see any fire either from Saban. I don't know about you, but it was like Did you see what he said after the in the post game? Yes. He's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was proud, I'm proud of them boys. What the, you know? Who says that? This ain't Nick Saban. Have we tested him lately? Are you sure he's not a robot? Whoa. You know, because that's not Nick Saban. Nick Saban's pissed off when he could be up 40 points and he's going to be fired up about somebody. And it just, I just don't see it anymore. And so, right. you know, that's why you start seeing the comments about the decaying dynasty and Nick mm-hmm. Saban's on his way out. Maybe he is, man. Maybe he is. But. Nick, I don't think Nick Saban can fix this team unless he can throw the damn football. Right. So uh, this they're they're in bad shape right now, man. Any chance, Shane? That you remember there was all this hype, best offensive line and yeah, the game. They gave up more sacks to South Florida than South Florida's had in any game right. since 2019. They can't run the ball, mm-hmm. can't protect the quarterbacks. But any chance that they were just blowing smoke, you know, revenge. Again, revenge year. You know, we're going to be tough. We're going to do murder ball. And then Texas dominates them. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. And it's like the, all the air is out of the balloon. They're like, gee, we, we all the, all this was just smoke and mirrors. And I'm not saying the whole entire program, because here's the, here's the sad thing, Shane. And this is what people are not 
understanding, and this is why I've been down on Alabama, and, and people, I don't understand it, like breaks their brains. Their roster, there's no different between their roster and Georgia's roster the last two years. Right. You know what the difference is? They got a better they had a better quarterback. Yeah. And they have a better they had a better defensive player. Right. They had the number one and number three overall picks. And they still they they still were were worlds apart from Georgia. I, I now think, they ain't got those players. Yeah. And similar roster to Georgia. And and it's it But it's court you know, it's court it's coaching too. Yeah. And it's not just Nick Saban. It's right. who he's hired the last horrible two times. hires. And it's I've got no life from either one of like you go Bill O'Brien. I mean, that was that experiment failed, and then we go out and we get Tommy. Like that's that's our answer. That's our saving grace right there because of all the wonderful shit he did in Notre Dame. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> you guys got money down there in Tuscaloosa. You can hire somebody. So right, we we went that route, and we're wondering why we're not productive because you have you have terrible coaches. So. Right. Well, <laughs> speaking of terrible, Shane, oh, the lock of the week <laughs> from Cousin Shane strikes again. And let's just go directly to the call, Shane, because not only did Arkansas fail to cover, mm -hmm. but BYU won outright 38-31. Let's kick it over. We, this is our final call. The, the, this Arkansas fan, he's mad, Shane. He is mad. Well, Cousin Shane. I'm going to say this. Hot damn you for picking Arkansas as your damn pick of the damn week. Because this is your damn fault, brother. And, uh, if you're going to pick somebody, the game ain't even over. Hot damn. But I, I, I just know the outcome of you and your shitty picks. And I can't wait for you guys to come next year for the Tennessee game. But uh, never pick the Arkansas Razorbacks again. All right? All right. That's all I got to say. Go Hawks. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old Shane, the Shane Curse. Oh, yeah. Man, they're 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 letting you have it in the comments here too. I Shane. know, I mean, man. Why 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 would you curse these beloved Razorbacks, Shane? You threw that gauntlet down. The cousin Shane curse. They're calling it, and we we all just want to know. Well, don't give it away now, but my God, are you just going to curse Florida the rest of the year? You're going to curse Georgia the rest of the year? Who are you looking <laughs> to curse next season? Well, I'm or looking, next week. Sorry, dude. I'm not looking to lose money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, but I'm at that point where it feels like that. Like, I it's my job to rip the heart out of some fan base out there in Arkansas. I didn't want that. I thought they would help me. They were like my my life preserver. You know what I'm saying? I'm drowning, and I'm reaching up, and I thought, you know, Sam Pittman's got me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He didn't get me, man. The Mormons kicked their ass. You know what I'm saying? And they're the, had, only, they're the only ones nice enough. They haven't made that comment go viral. Every you know where you said they're going to be need, they're going to be drinking beer. They're going to yeah. need a beer and all that. Every other fan base, they, they're like, uh, oh, they're all like, we'll, we'll pray for him. That's what. Say what you want, man. Be I've been hurt by BYU. Don't forget, they came up and they beat Tennessee a few years back. That was a tough one, but it, it was a tough loss. But 
you know, there's no reason that Arkansas should have lost this game, right. in my opinion. They had opportunity. I mean, when after that, Satania, or I can't say his name, yep. had that, you know, they're up 14 nothing. There was no, I was like, we got it, man. I'm back, baby. And yep. I know Arkansas felt it too. You guys were just you you were there. This is the Arkansas that that I promised you. This is Arkansas <laughs> we were expecting. And then all of a sudden it's like, nah, nah, this you, you've enjoyed it too much. Here you go. And they dink and dunk and they get down there. And some of the you talk about play calling. Yeah. Don't get me started on Dan. I don't know what the fuck he was. I'm sorry. I don't know what he was doing a few times, but it, it it's it's like, what are you doing? For, why are you in shotgun? You know what I'm saying? You just need one damn yard. It felt like Butch Jones was over there or something with a clipboard. So right. that, that part drove me nuts. But again, you got an opportunity to tie this game. And what do you do? Self-inflicted wounds all the way down the field. This offensive line held and hurt and did everything they could to make sure. I mean, K.J. Jefferson literally had to go 200 yards on that final drive (laughs) to try to win by all the penalties that were created. Yeah. Well, I mean, this and this feels like this year's version of Kentucky, Shane. Yeah. Where we're waving the flag. This whole line is a problem. We, and we have confidence in Sam Pittman. He'll get it fixed. They, they ain't getting it fixed, brother. No. This is, uh, I mean, you're right. Ten, 14 penalties, Shane. Jeez. Four holdings, three false starts. And this is a Arkansas that opened the game. A.J. Green, 55-yard touchdown. Satania, 88-yard punt return. You When you have that at home against a BYU, you're up 14-0. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. This is a game we're going to dominate. We're going right. to crush this team. I mean, credit BYU for hanging in there, but it's this is a game there's almost no excuse to lose, especially when you jump up 14 to nothing. It's just one penalty after another. And people – I get it. KJ was not, fan, you know, elite by any means, but he's if, – if they can't block for him, and every time he makes a damn play, there's a holding. Mm-hmm. I mean, what – I don't know what the guy's supposed to do. Uh, I, I just – I can't believe that we're at this point where Arkansas, their defense, you know, they, they had some blown assignments and there were some trick plays and, and stuff, but defense still have, has made great strides. I think we nailed it with some of these receivers. Luke Haas, the tight end, looks great, the freshman. Uh, these running backs are great. We, we've got all the pieces to have a good team, and the one thing that's holding us back is Sam Pittman's specialty the offensive line. I just can't believe it. And mm-hmm. it's it, you know, goes back to all all the way back to spring when yeah. we're hearing all this great stuff about the D line, which they've been all right. They've not been world beaters, but it's cause the offense they're probably just blowing blowing past this offensive <laughs> line. They can't block anybody. You know what? So yeah. I just can't believe it that that we're this bad and, and I this is not just like Kentucky last year. This is not something that can get fixed. No. I don't think at this point in time. Not after who you played. And oh yeah, who we got coming up, Shane. We got mighty LSU. Bringing up the schedule. Texas A and M. Texas A and M. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And then Bama. Alabama. And oh yeah, oh yeah, Florida. After two weeks after that, all of a sudden they look formidable again. You know, we were mm. we were locking that as an easy yeah. W up there to swap, but murders, murderers row for Arkansas at the worst possible time. And we'll find out. We'll find out everything about Sam Pittman's program in the coming weeks because yeah. it could it could go downhill quick. Yeah. Or you know, we thought, you know, Billy Napier, we thought they were down. They're they're up now. LSU, we thought they were down. We need a response. Yeah. We've seen a response uh, from A&M as well, but this, we're going to learn a lot about them.
And, and, and I think the response can be had. You know what I'm saying? It, it's The offensive line has been a concern and was a problem, but there were some injuries late. You know, there was, it wasn't like it was our starting five that was there at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, so maybe through a little, little health or something, we can, you know, I don't know, man, I, I I'd love to have the answer, but the best guy to answer that question is the head coach for that football program. Like you said, mm-hmm. they've, they've got some dudes, KJ Jefferson. Was he, was this his best game? No, but again, it felt like, it was like Chad Moore's KJ Jefferson when he's just trying to win it all by himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it doesn't need to be that way because he does have a lot more tools around him. And it just and we got some young young guys starting to emerge. That's what I love about it. It's like you can see glimpses and 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 you know little sparks of how great this program can be. But then you just shoot yourself in the foot with another penalty or something. I mean, they had almost 150 yards in, in penalties. That's, that's a ton of yards to make up. So yeah, got to clean that up. That's stuff you can correct. You know, the, the self-inflicted ones with penalties, you can clean that up. Even if you can't figure out your blocking assignments, you can at least not hold the damn dude, you know? So right. I, I don't know that they, they, they've got, this is going to be, I'm not saying they should have a players only meeting, but there, there may be a come to Jesus meeting over there. And, and maybe that's exactly what this program needs. Just a lot of fire under their ass. And you're because you're not paying attention somewhere, either in your playbook or in film study or something. These somebody's dropping the ball over there. Right. Well, you know, who's not dropping that ball, Shane? Texas A&M bounce back, baby, forty-seven to three. And this was—I mean, some people—they're jokers, but they were saying A&M's going to lose this game. You watch, but no, they blew their doors off. Texas A&M scored on seven of the first nine mm-hmm. drives. No, excuse me, first seven drives they scored, and first nine of the first ten. So, yeah. I mean, they basically did whatever the hell they wanted. Connor Wigman's on fire, twenty-five of twenty-nine, three thirty-seven, and a touchdown. Seven different receivers caught at least two passes. And I realize, I mean, this is not great competition by any means. We're right. not, we're not throwing a parade for him. But this is the response you wanted to see. This, this offense is legit. The defense, nice bounce back. Again, crappy competition. I get it. But this is, this is the response we had to see to not go overboard with, uh, you know, A and M crumbling. We've seen A and M crumble before. They, I don't think they're crumbling this year. I think, still with Alabama struggling, they. It's A and M and LSU right now, and, and Ole Miss as the teams to watch in the West. They're they're keeping themselves in that conversation, so so to speak. So to me, this was this was a hell of a bounce back for the Aggies. What, what's your thought? Well, yeah, I, I think this is keep them in in conversation, as you say. But but again, not a lot of people watch this game, you know. And yeah. I, th- I think that's I think that's good. Mm-hmm. As if I'm. If I'm an A&M fan, you saw improvements from from last week to this week. Obviously, not as not as a tough opponent as Miami, but some of those mistakes you made during that Miami game, we didn't see during this one. Mm-hmm. And if we would have had this t- this style of play yep. last week, they they'd be undefeated. You know, I, I I truly think so. So A&M's back on track, like LSU. The West is starting to start to separate a little bit. And and if you're looking right now, me, I know you did your power rankings, mm-hmm. but I'm looking LSU, I'm looking at Texas A&M 1A, and then Bama, Ole Miss, 
one B, you know, it's still tight, but I haven't quite, I haven't quite seen the separation like I have with LSU and uh, A&M here the last couple of weeks. Now all that, I said all that nice stuff about them Aggies. Yeah. Again, we'll, we'll talk about this all week, but huge game undefeated Auburn mm-hmm. coming into town this week, SEC nation, all that positivity goes out the window. If you find a way to lose Dude. to Hugh Freeze in year one with a team that their fans are fired, they're pissed. They're like, how in the hell you got a solo? Well, <laughs> they have their opportunities Saturday yeah. to prove me wrong. Well, and again, A&M, it's, it's like NFL. If you've got some dudes that are making more than everybody else, yeah. they're making it because they're the best players in the league. And you do what you can to get them the ball. And it felt like that's what we did this week. Something we've not done since week one. And, and nothing against the, the coaching staff or anything like that. It says, hey, you know who needs the ball more? And I, Smith. Let's give him the ball more. And guess what happens? More scores, more points on the board. So it's like, it's not rocket science. Sometimes we, we overthink it. You just need to get your playmakers the ball in space. And that's exactly what they went out there and did. Mm-hmm. Well, how about uh, the Ole Miss Rebels? Speaking of staying hot, Shane, 48-23 over Georgia Tech. And it was interesting because Giffen said Judkins was doubtful in the morning. Judkins mm-hmm. played. But again, still not very productive. 13 carries. 37 yards. He did score a touchdown. The star of the game was Jackson Dart, breakout mm-hmm. player. A lot of people in the comments, and maybe they're right, Shane, they're saying Jackson Dart's the best quarterback in the SEC. 10 of 18, 251 and a touchdown. He also led the team, 136 rushing, two touchdowns. He had a huge touch. Uh, I don't think it was a touchdown, but it was a huge run down right, the sideline. close to it, yeah. 25 yards per completion. <laughs> Jackson Dart, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. 25 yards per completion. Uh, Ole Miss took care of business. It was a little bit close in the first half, blew their doors off in the second half. Well, I mean, this one was pretty damn close. I, I think seven minutes left, and if I'm not mistaken, seven minutes left in the fourth, this thing was still a touchdown game. So they really, there toward the end of the fourth, really pulled away from it. But, um, yeah, J- Jackson Dart did did great. I, I, think the, I think the real – the real heroes on this field was the defense. Yeah. They gave up a lot. Haynes King, we forgot about that name, you know, Aggies have it, but he was a, he's their quarterback and he was able to have the perfect tweet. Yeah. I was going to do Haynes King beat Lane Kiffin before Jimbo Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully it didn't happen, but I I was ready. Uh, I was ready. You had it queued up. (laughs) Well, but, but again, for me, that game, the Ole Miss had a chance to lose that game. If that defense didn't bow up right there in the red zone, mm-hmm. I mean, and force and force Georgia Tech to to kick some field goals, they it was that old Ben don't break thing. And kudos, kudos to the defense for for making that happen because they gave that offense just enough opportunities to win. So the scoreboard looks misleading. That was a, that was a sloppy game at times, but at in the end, um, I'm, I just I just think the better team prevailed. For, of course. Right, and I'm looking at – I pulled up the schedule here, Shane. At Bama next for Ole Miss. Yeah. LSU at home, Arkansas at home, at Auburn. This game we're playing here, who would we learn more about? The next month, there's there's no one we're going to learn more about in the SEC than the Ole Miss Rebels. Are they contenders? Are they pretenders? Last year, you know, obviously the schedule is much different, but it, it played out that way. They were 7-0, and hadn't played anybody. 
top 10, and then they, the wheels fell off. Yeah. So they've been through that. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You you go through an experience like that. You bounce back the next, and you know, everybody doubts you. They think it's going to happen again. You put in that work and you bounce back. So we'll find out. This is the team we're going to learn the most about, I think, in the SEC over the next month. And they may very well win the West with yeah. with all these. Because, again, LSU looked great. It was one game. Yeah. Uh, A&M, it looked great. But the one key game, they they failed it. Yeah. Alabama, <laughs> they're failing everything. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it is Ole Miss. Maybe all these fans are right. I don't know. And I just, again, I'm not crowning them just yet because they've, They've scared me a little bit. They scared me with Tulane. They scared me a little bit with Georgia Tech. You know, it, because maybe it's just the – I'm thinking of last year too much. Yeah. You know, that old Scooby-Doo meme when they tear the mask off and you realize it's <laughs> it's a sucky team. You know, I'm not saying Ole, Ole Miss is 3-0. and Again, I, I can't say that about Mizzou and then not say that about Ole Miss. They're finding ways to win, which is the most important thing. But some of the mistakes that you're making – in those two lanes and stuff. You can't do that with LSU. You can't right. do that with Alabama. So um, they got some growing up to do themselves, but damn, if Jackson keeps playing like he's doing, uh, he's going to put them in a spot to win the game. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a hell – it's shaping up to be a hell of a matchup next week between them and Alabama. Now, how about Kentucky, Shane? 35-3, to taking care of business. Mm-hmm. But this something we've been saying a lot about a lot of these teams this year – this was far from Kentucky's best game. Of course, Akron kind of sucks, but far from your best game, you win by over 30 points. Mm-hmm. That's That impresses me. Uh, three receivers with with over 86 yards. Devin Leary's coming into his own, 16 of 26, 315 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. But a lot of penalties, a lot of miscues, and again, you're still blowing the doors off. I get it. Terrible competition. but. This is kind of the the growing pains of a, with a new quarterback, change of an offensive system, so to speak. Yeah, Kentucky's one to keep your eye on. With Tennessee looking like frauds, they get Florida at home. They got to go to Athens, yeah. of course. But that Alabama game, you know, people will say, "Oh God, they can't beat they can't beat Alabama. They they host Bama. They'll beat Alabama by twenty eight points. Yeah. You know, if Alabama doesn't improve." They get Tennessee at home. Kentucky is a team to watch. And again, they're undefeated. Yeah. And they ain't played that well yet. Of course, they haven't played anybody. But if they just improve, if they can build upon what they're doing, Kentucky's a that's that's a team to watch right there. Well, I mean, name name a better running back than Ray Davis right now. I mean, no, but uh, running backs coming in, we we crowned Rocket. We were crowning Judkins and. Um, I guess Mark's Mark's having a hell of a season because he's the only form of offense they've had. And yeah, but say what you want, man. Dude, dude came to play this week. Off, I mean, receiving, cut, rushing, the whole nine yards. So that's that's part of the pieces that we have been waiting on. Leary made some some throws. Hell, one of the the ones one of the passes he had. If you know, I thought it was a sack, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are the plays that is going to put Kentucky in situations to be competitive in the East. And, yeah, nobody's really talking about them because you've had some cupcake teams. But I am seeing a team that's growing up slowly. And the schedule, what do they got? Uh, I'm look, in yeah. particular, just look at the away games because that's critical. At Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. you should 
beat the hell out of them. At Georgia, <laughs> okay, that's one. But at Mississippi State, at South Carolina, at Louisville, you can win all those games. Yeah. I'm not saying you will, but you could. And then at home, Florida, Mizzou, Tennessee, Bama. I mean, it's not crazy to yeah. sit here and say 11-1. and one. I mean, everything would have to go right, but 10-2. and two, Right. I mean, this that is very, very much in play for the Kentucky Wildcats. Well, and that's why a lot of people, you know, were putting down Kentucky and their scheduling is because look at who they play. They got Tennessee. They got Alabama. They got Georgia. And then now you're like, well, Alabama's not as good as we thought they were. Oh, right. Tennessee's not as good as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're a Kentucky fan, you're like, well, shit, I got to win one game, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying that's what it's going to ultimately boil down to because South Carolina is better than we thought. And, yeah. you know, that you can't count any team out in the SEC. But going into week four, the stock is going up on the Wildcats, in my opinion, because as long as they stay healthy, I keep going back to that, healthy, 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 get this offensive, this, this offensive line still working its shit out. But if they can figure it out by week five, Brody, uh, Kentucky's going to be a force in the East. Yep. All right. How about, oh, God, I hate to even oh, do this, Shane. But and let's don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbilt lost yeah, again. Yeah. The UNLV 40 37 uh, back and forth game. This was a must win. This is a UNLV first year. Barry Odom was a head coach there. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt had their opportunities, got down big, made a rally, and they had an opportunity, Shane. They scored a touchdown at the very end. UNLV's marching to, or, or got the ball back. They throw a crucial interception, sets up a, a very makeable field goal to win the ball game. What happens? Vanderbilt misses it. UNLV hits a huge play. Then they kick the game winner. And after the game, UNLV, I don't know if you saw this, Shane, they tweeted out the final score, the you know, the graphic like all the teams do. It just means more. <laughs> Even freaking UNLV is trolling the SEC this year, it's it breaks my heart. And uh, again, I'm not out on Clark Lee or anything, but we have clearly regressed. I'm out. And to me, here, here's the deal with Vanderbilt, Shane. They, I think, because they they just don't have the fans and the money and all that. They're not in the NIL, and that's how you get Mike Wright leaving, and that's how you get Ray Davis leaving. They they had no one via transfer of of any consequence. They they try to keep players. That's who they pay. They try to keep players. They they're not attracting players via yeah. NIL, and even their NIL is is low. So maybe this game is now. I mean, it was already suited poorly for Vanderbilt, but I think it is even more. But we have taken a huge step back, and I mean, we're we're talking, you know, two win season for Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah I, th- I I hate to say it, Mike, but I think we've seen Vanderbilt's last win this year. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, even though I kind of do. I just it's been one of those weekends, but I I don't know. I think we've we've hit the the ceiling for for Lee this year. I, now next year, do we improve? Sure. I I do think that there's some some work being done. I think the the stadium stuff, you know, at least it'll be nicer next year. And you know, it's a it's a build and and it's a slow build. But I don't know. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the team I saw last year, you know, this, the scrappy, scrappy crew, you know, just come right. up and fight tooth and nail to, to get, there's no re that team last year wouldn't have lost to UNLV. 
that team last year would have be, even though they they lost to to Wake or um, they last year right the year before mm-hmm. they lost or last year they lost to him. Yep. I think if that team would have faced this Wake Forest, they would have won. Um, it's just a different different program, and a lot of that has to, you know, I I never thought one person was that important, but Ray Davis was a freaking dude yep. you know um you, and now he's a dude for kentucky yeah, i mean he and it and it sucks for that fan base to to watch something like that too because this isn't the first thing it's not just players leaving they got coaches leaving like if they got a successful coach guess what they're going somewhere else yeah but there's no reason any program in the sec should be a doorstep this is the final step getting into this league and and you know, yeah, you're putting up a fancy stadium and you're doing this, but are you doing enough? That that stadium, that Vanderbilt University is making just as much off these media deals as Tennessee is, as Georgia is, and Alabama is, yet you're in the center of one of the most popular cities in the country, and we still can't figure out NIL and, and find ways to keep these guys on our campus? Shit, I'm I'm – I'm a little frustrated with that just because it, it, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be embarrassing. We should not send any team out of this SEC afraid of UNLV. But there I said it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Vandy. If you're still hanging in there, just keep <laughs> hanging in there. I, I, I'm sorry. He's, it, it was the Tennessee. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> everything sucks. It rained all day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right. Uh, quick shade. Auburn beat the hell out of Sanford, forty-five thirteen. Peyton Thorne, brother. Yeah. Two hundred eighty-two passing yards, a touchdown. He did have two picks. Led the team in rushing, one hundred twenty-three, two touchdowns. Not you're never going to learn a ton with Sanford, but again, this was a bounce back from a from a tough away game, uh, taking care of business. Setting up, and you, they're just ratcheting up these wins, getting into conference play now next week, keeping that momentum, and Peyton Thorne getting more comfortable in the offense. Robbie Ashford scored as well. So, I mean, they're keeping with the duel. Yeah. Making defense coordinators prepare for two quarterbacks. <laughs> How about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's Sanford. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to get too carried away. They, he did throw a couple interceptions, and yep. it was ugly a few times, but. Again, this is this is like the Vanderbilt of last year. You know, it's a scrappy club that's going to find a way to win, and that's all that matters at the end of the day, brother. And Auburn is three and zero. First time they've been three and zero since two thousand nineteen, I believe. So, yeah, um, I'm signing up for that. The brighter days are ahead I, for Auburn, and I think there's brighter days ahead this season. They're going to catch somebody off guard. Yeah, they're going to beat a team they're not supposed to, and and that's why you brought Hugh Freeze in. And then uh, real quick, Shane, I, I wasn't even able to watch Texas because it's a Longhorn network. We don't even get that in this state. <laughs> they beat Wyoming 31-10, to 10, but it was tied up going into the yeah, fourth. Yeah, I heard. I think they uh, – reading their press clippings, you beat <laughs> Alabama, and then all of a sudden that Alabama win doesn't look as good. Yeah. But uh, I still give them credit for it. So 31-10 to 10 final, we got to clean that up, brother. And then I'm telling you, I know you ain't – all bored yet with his Oklahoma hype. Not yet. Beating it, blow the doors off on the road at Tulsa, 66-17. And they put in the backup quarterback, Shane, in the second half, and he was gunslinging it. Oklahoma's legit. Mm-hmm. This Texas-Oklahoma game is going to be incredible. Maybe, well, they're probably going to play twice because they play regular season. If they keep winning, they're going to play in the conference championship. I think that's for a playoff spot. I really do, the way those two teams are playing. So, 
keep your SEC might get two in the playoff after all. For counting them, I am. Uh, you ever been to Tulsa? No, I haven't either. I wonder what they're doing over there. <laughs> Not playing good football, apparently. All right, last thing, Shane. Always love uh, opening lines. We got a bunch of them here. Yep. Guess the opening lines for Week Four in the SEC. Ole Miss at Alabama. What, hmm. What's the line for that one, you think? I still think they're going to give Bama three and a half. Six. Six, okay. That's what I mean. That's be, that's the brand. Yeah. You're betting on the brand right there because yeah. that shouldn't be. <laughs> Auburn at A&M. What, what, predict the line there. Uh, A&M, 11 and a half. Six. Oh, okay. popular number for some reason. Oh, that's going to be a close one. Oh, that's too close for Jimbo, brother. <laughs> Sounds like a lockdown, man. <laughs> <laughs> How about Arkansas at LSU? Arkansas at LSU. LSU 13. 17. No love for them Razorbacks. Man, lose one game. Look at you. Mississippi State at South Carolina. Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh at South Carolina? Yes, sir. South Carolina, six. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you just knew they loved that six number, yeah. didn't you? All right, Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Kentucky, 14. 12. So okay. you're, you're right there. Memphis, Missouri. This one's in St. Louis. But still should home, home yeah. crowd. Mizzou, um, 45. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> M-I-Z. Uh, give me, uh, I don't know. I still think it's going to be sizable. Uh, 19? Eight. Oh, ooh. Well, I don't get that one. I haven't locked them down this year. <laughs> oh, no. UTSA at Tennessee. Even. <laughs> Aren't they like the number one team in their division or something? Well, they lost to Army this week, just so you know. Oh, well. So maybe they're not all they're cracked up to Yeah, be. I get Tennessee, oh, man, 17. Bingo, nailed it. Okay. UAB at Georgia. UAB at Georgia. Trent Dilfer, head coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, 38. Damn, 39. Oh, shit. about nailed it. And then last one, Charlotte at them Florida Gators. At Florida. Give me Florida 16. 24. A lot of love for them Gators. Now, the hottest team in the country. <laughs> the Florida. Oh, man. They did not find that Mizzou lock joke funny. Right? <laughs> they are up at arms right now. Uh, but, hey, buddy. All right. We went a little long. A lot of games yeah. here. Anything else before we hop off the line? No. I mean, guys, Arkansas, again, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've been there. It's not our first rodeo, you know. what I'm saying, my wife, she goes, she goes, I haven't talked to you because you were you were in a bad mood last night. And I said, and I was like, well, yeah, I was a little upset, you know. And they just know, you know, my family just like I'm not abusive, you know, but they just don't like <laughs> negative change, so they haven't hung around. But she was like, you you seem a little better today, and I was like, well. You know, it's not like I expected us to win a national championship. I didn't expect Arkansas to win an SEC championship. I did expect them to win a lot of games. Yeah. So, yes, did we lose? Sure. But, again, that's the type of SEC we we are going to have. I don't know if any team, maybe Georgia, finishes the entire season undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be losses scattered throughout. So how do you bounce back? How do you react? That's that's the key. We're going to learn more about some of these programs going into this week. Um, so, yeah, don't don't hang your heads. 
uh, do say a, a thought and prayer. I will be next time you see me. I'll probably be about twenty five pounds lighter. <laughs> uh, so I don't, you know. So other than that, man, I, I'm I'm okay, man. I'm well, okay. On that note, real quick, after three weeks, yeah. nobody in their mother would have guessed this. What do these teams have in common, Shane? Auburn, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Undefeated. The only undefeated in crazy. the SEC. Nobody, nobody would have predicted those five. And Mike, how much? I mean, out of those five, do you see other than is it? I guess Georgia is the only one you see being un, maybe has the opportunity to go undefeated, right? Out of those five. Or is there another one that you're looking at? And they all play Georgia, so but let's let's throw it this way, Shane. More likely, Georgia goes undefeated, or one of them knocks, yeah. knocks Georgia off. Huh. Auburn, that's that's at Auburn. Kentucky's in Athens. Mizzou is in Athens. Old Miss. Who's doing this damn schedule? They're all in Athens. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going Georgia undefeated. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate all the cousins sh- showing up. Uh, I'll try to fix the video again. If it ain't the audio, it's the video. I don't know what the hell's going on here. We're we're trying. We're out here in the woods. But we're, we're doing our best to bring you the best SEC content out there. I really do appreciate each and every one of you for, for showing up. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Go balls. <laughs> hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves the that SEC podcast, Hail State.